South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our race book is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. South Point Casino's race book has you covered. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is committed to helping our nation's heroes and their families in their darkest hours. When a first responder or veteran doesn't return home and leaves behind a young family, Tunnel to Towers supports them. The foundation pays off their mortgages and lifts their financial burdens through their Gold Star Family Home Program and Fallen First Responder Home Program. Through their Smart Home Program, catastrophically injured veterans and first responders regain their independence with a mortgage-free home, specially adapted adapted to meet their unique physical needs. Tunnel to Towers also provides housing assistance and services to our nation's homeless veterans through their Homeless Veteran Program. They are helping more than 2,000 in 2023 because no veteran should be living on the streets of the country they signed up to protect. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices made by our nation's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas Radio Network. From the gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf flow, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. Well, all right. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for this Sunday morning. We're wrapping up a busy, busy weekend of racing from uh, half a world away right here to our backyard. We welcome you to the Race Day show for this Sunday. We come to you live and direct from the gaming capital of the world right here at the South Point Studios at the South Point Hotel Complex, Hotel Casino Complex right here on Las Vegas Boulevard, the Las Vegas Strip. We welcome you to the show. We come to you again direct from this gaming capital. And, of course, all the listeners out here, uh, not only uh, here in Las Vegas, but around the world, get a chance to listen to us on many different platforms. They are here in Las Vegas, our anchor uh, radio station, KSHP 1400 Sports Talk 1400 AM and 107.1 FM. That's where you can hear us here in Las Vegas if you're running around the uh, 
Las Vegas early this morning listening in your car. Maybe uh, you want to listen to us on your devices. Uh, we have that as well, the KSHP app. Put that on your devices. You can hear us on your iPhones or your Androids, and certainly anywhere you get your podcasting, we're there as well. As a matter of fact, John Lindo, who is in studio with us, uh, John, you found uh, you found us on Apple uh, Podcast? Yeah, a listener, uh, good morning, Ralph. A listener on tw- uh, Twitter or X yesterday uh, sent uh, copied me on a, a note he put out, a picture of... Uh, Race Day Las Vegas on the on the uh, Apple podcast. On the Apple podcast. You know, our, our uh, webmaster, uh, Jack, who does a great job. He's the best. Uh, best, absolutely. Finds all these, uh, you know, he continues to put us uh, on all of these platforms that uh, we can get on for uh, podcasting. So, simply put, however, wherever, whenever, welcome to the Race Day Show. Glad to have John Lindo in studio with us uh, this morning and, as a matter of fact, this weekend. It started out real early yesterday morning, uh, John, with the uh, racing in, in Saudi Arabia in the Saudi Cup. And it was an exciting uh, night of racing. Then we moved right into the big racing card at Oaklawn Park. So it was uh, exciting for sure yesterday, and it's going to con- keep getting exciting because next weekend at uh, Gulfstream Park, They've already drawn the card for next week, the Saturday uh, card at Gulfstream Park. Nine stakes races that will be highlighted by the Fountain of Youth. Right, 14 race card. They start a little bit earlier than usual, and uh, the the uh, Fountain of Youth is the 14th and final race, so we've got to pace ourselves. Yeah, no question about it, but it's going to be great racing because with those nine stakes races, there's going to be uh, those stakes races will represent all sorts of divisions uh, of racing uh, here, and of course... Uh, It'll be exciting to see that Fountain of Youth. But there is a special, uh, there's kind of a really neat allowance race the day before on Friday that some of the horsemen with the, when some very uh, good three-year-olds are using that race for a prep for the Florida Derby and not the Fountain of Youth. Right. The, I think the, the horse that we want to keep an eye on is a horse named Speak Easy, who won first time out for Todd Pletcher, earned a very, very high Byron Speak figure first time out. That uh-huh. was, I think, a one-turn mile, so he'll go two turns. Uh-huh. He's also entered in the Fountain of Youth on Saturday. So, uh, you know, maybe Todd Pletcher was hedging to see where, what post he drew sure. on the Fountain of Youth. He drew the rail, which is a good spot uh, at, uh, at Gulfstream Park going around two turns. So we'll see where he decides to go, but uh, they have some options there. But there's a, that allowance race Friday is worth watching. Some good three-year-olds yeah, Absolutely. Uh, not only that horse, of course, that horse there, of course, Pletcher now has his option to scratch out at either one of those races. But there's other horses in that race that um, uh, they're going to use that as a prep for the Florida Derby. So, But we got, uh, what, uh, nine, eight, nine horses in the uh, Fountain of Youth? Currently, yeah, nine horses drawn in the race. And uh, you know the headliners are Doorknock, who beat Sierra Leone. Yeah. And uh, we saw what Sierra Leone did last week in the Resident Star. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Who's our other Who's our other headliner, Ralphie? Uh, the other headliner is locked. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and he's the one that missed the Risen Star. He had a little bit of a fever, so yeah. he, so he skipped that race and he comes into Gulfstream Park. Yes. Uh, well, uh, that's going to be exciting next week. But I got to tell you, we're going to do a real quick wrap up here, folks, of what happened yesterday because it started out as we say a half a world away early in the morning, but we got to the uh, stakes races, and uh, before we went on the air, the Saudi Derby was contested, and the winner there forever young, uh, paying $3.50, outrunning Bookham Dano and uh, Ben Tornado. And by the way, those two horses ran second and third with American uh, representatives, but the winner was the Japanese. Right. Uh, a, a very good race. Uh, the Americans struggled except for the big race yesterday, yeah. but, uh, you know, 
in general, you're going to see our best in the in the dirt sprinters, but they just remake is the horse that got got the dirt sprint done for the Japanese. And of course, the Riyadh uh, Riyadh dirt sprint was won by remake yeah. the Japanese horse again nine dollars even just nailing Skelly, who said all the early pace. Skelly had such a huge race last time at Oakland Park and went there, but he finished second after setting the pace. Bold Journey finished third in that race, a nine dollar win mutual there. Yeah, he was good because Skelly looked like he was gone midway down the stretch. But that is a long stretch in Riyadh, and uh, you got to give the jockey a board. He, he never he waited, 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 waited some more. Yeah. A terrific ride. Looked like the closers had a had their they had their moment uh, yesterday at the Saudi uh, at the uh, King Abdul Aziz Racecourse. That's for sure. The turf sprint was won by Ane with uh, Mr. Ryan aboard at $34.90, outrunning uh, La La Christine and Byline. To be honest with you, I did not see that race. Best ride of the day. I, I tell you, Russell Ryan, from an outside post, I don't know how he did it, but he got down to the fence around that turn, and he came up the rail through a really tight, narrow opening, got the job done. He does not win unless he gets that trip. Wow. Good ride. Well, you know, those European riders, uh, they, uh, especially Ryan Moore on some of those uh, turf races that we've seen in the past on these big days, uh, they really, they really know how to negotiate uh, not only traffic, but they find the rail and an opening on the rail with those guys. They know the importance of saving ground on the grass. Yeah, they you watch sure these do. guys, and they, they dive to that fence when they can. Okay, the uh, Turf Cup at a mile and 5-16th, won by uh, Spirit Dancer, 29-40, so it was a little bit of an upset there, outrunning Killer Ability and uh, Caliph. Uh, I did not see that race either. I was in transit. Yeah, clean trip for, for the winner, and, and really no excuse for anybody. I thought uh, you can't make an excuse for anybody in the race. The, the best horse won at a big number. He's been an improving horse. Wasn't the the quality uh, of this type of horse, right? And, and then uh, last last year he started to pick it up and pick it up, and he gets a big uh, big score and a big day. Big score, that's for sure. That race was worth two million bucks. The two point five million dollar uh, Red Sea handicap at a mile and seven eighths on the turf. This was a marathon. The winner there was Tower of London. Talking about Ryan Moore, he gave one of those rides again, paying eight dollars and ten cents, uh, outrunning Enemy and uh, Gia Velado. I tell you, he had a bad post drawn far outside. He ended up having to go back to last, and he was trapped behind horses a lot oh, yeah. down on the inside. A lot of the way he tried to get through inside, he tried to get between horses. Finally, about uh, about a third of the way down the stretch, he said, "The heck with it." He angled outside and came powering home, and he gets up in the last jump. Yeah. I love to watch this guy ride marathon grass races. He is unbelievable, Ralph. He sure is. I mean, he's given those uh, nail-biting uh, type of rides on many different occasions, but always seems to get there and find the room. He, 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 I don't know. He doesn't lose a whole lot of photos. No, he doesn't. That's for sure. And talking about a photo, the big photo of the day around the world was in the Saudi Cup, the $20 million grade one Saudi Cup, where in the final, and I mean the absolute final jump of this race in that long stretch on the uh, race course there, the racetrack there, Senor Bustigador gets up to win for Junior Alvarado and Todd Fitcher. 28.80 for the win there, just nailing Yeshiba Tercero, a horse that you like very much, and uh, Saudi Crown, one of the early pace setters, the early pace setter finished third in that race. I thought it was uh, was certainly an exciting race, but it looked like uh, that Senor Buscador fa finally found the pace that he needed and the long stretch that he needed to finally get up and win. The little guys win the big race, the Saudi Cup yesterday. Oh, you mean yourself? 
Oh, uh, no, yeah, well, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I did nice too, pick, but right? I wasn't riding It was a great him. pick, but how about a New Mexico trainer, Todd Fincher, yeah. getting, uh, winning a $20 million race, and uh, Junior Alvarado, who I've been a big fan of, he had a yeah. great year last year, yeah. Cody's Wish and horses like that, mm -hmm. and, and to win this type of race, I mean, he just had an unbelievable run, and uh, I love to see it. You don't think Todd Fincher's going to be a popular guy in New Mexico? Oh, man, he's gonna, they're going to probably name a street after him uh, by Sunland Park, that's for sure, but I can tell you this that this horse was purchased for $40,000, which makes the little guy feel good, too. Well, they can sell him for more than that if they want. Oh, I think so. No question about that. Todd Fitcher, by the way, I was uh, looking up uh, his background. He, he was at one time a quarter horse rider in Mexico. And you look at him, he's a tall, Mexico, he's, a, he's a pretty tall guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I was a little surprised when you said he rode races before. I said, holy yeah. mackerel. But yeah. He's a great horseman. He comes down to Del Mar every summer. He, he wins races in Southern California, too. He just he knows what he's doing. So, folks out there, when you're thinking, uh, you'll definitely know the definition and the meaning between Fitcher and Pletcher now. That's for sure. Todd Fitcher winning that big one there. Senor Buscador finally gets up and wins. And uh, it was a heck of a day there at uh, the racetrack in Riyadh. All right. Then we get uh, closer to home, of course, uh, Oaklawn Park, where they had uh, four big stakes races there. In the Carousel Stakes, uh, Zeitlos wins? Yeah, we, we were working on that name yeah. yesterday. It's a good thing we did because uh, he looked good winning that uh, the carousel. He sure did. Yeah. For Steve Asmussen and Tyler uh, Gaffleon, that was uh, Jonathan Ardoon's selection in that race for us when we went over those races with Jonathan. Paid 340 as the favorite. Backyard Money was second, and Mucho Macho uh, Girl finished third. Then in the Honeybee Stakes, this had 50 points for the Kentucky Oaks at, uh, at stake in that race. The winner there... This, this was another great story of the day. The winner there was Lemon Muffin. Lemon Muffin was written by Keith Asmussen, of course, Steve's son. First graded stakes win for this kid. And this horse won the race for D. Wayne Lucas, the coach. This was Lucas's third win of the day at that track. His 634th career graded stakes win, but more importantly was Lemon Muffin was a maiden and beat these horses. Broke, his maid, broke her maiden in the $400,000 honeybee and got quickly 50 points for the Kentucky Oaks. And you think uh, D. Wayne's going? <laughs> he, he gets a maiden who's never been two turns yeah. to win the honeybee. He's got okay, Kentucky Oak points. Uh, yeah, he's going. Yeah. $58.20 if you believed in uh, Mr. Lucas uh, for the win mutual there, outrunning Tappet. Generally, and uh, West Omaha finished there. West Omaha had a little bit of a troubled trip, too. She was in jail every step of the way. I, I would give her another chance out of that race. Yeah, me too. And the Razorback Stakes, the winner were, there was Octane, who had plenty of gas to win that one at $13 even. Julian Le Peru and uh, Juan Alvarado, the trainer there. Uh, again, $13 winning uh, over the uh, big favorite in the race, Magic Tap, and uh, Notary was third. And then in the big race, the Rebel, 50 Kentucky Derby leaderboard points up for grabs, $1,250,000 purse at a mile and one-sixteenth. The winner there, as billed, Timberlake. And boy, did he look solid in that race. Christian Torres wins it for Brad Cox, $3.60 as the favorite. Jonathan Hardoon was touting this horse all week long. He loved the horse Timberlake, got the job done. 
Common Defense, a big, nice long shot, was second. By the way, Common Defense is a horse that you liked in this race. Northern Flame finished third in the Big E there. And uh, Timberlake got a buyer speed finger of 93. He did prove he could go two turns yesterday, and he got a lot of experience. He sat in between and behind horses, took a lot of dirt in his face, angled out when he had to, got the job done. He was drifting out a little bit down the stretch. He might have just been getting tired off the layoff. Uh, and we'll see now where he moves forward. He has enough derby points now to get into the big dance. Sure. So. Uh, the connections can pick and choose where they want to have their final prep. Well, we might want to ask Jonathan Ardoon, since he's uh, got a connection there with the Cox uh, stable, where they might be going next. And Tyler Gaffleon uh, got his third win of the day in the 12th and final race there at Oaklawn. That was a nice buyer figure that Timberlake got, but it wasn't the highest buyer figure of the day. We go to Santa Anita, and in the eighth race, wasn't a feature. It was just a, an allowance race at a mile for four-year-olds and up. And in that eighth race... Judge Miller wins it for Frankie DeTore's second win of the day. He was the favorite and paid 340, but what a buyer number this horse got. He won by 11 lengths. He's a full brother to Clarier, the very good uh, route filly that Steve Asmussen had. And I tried to beat him on the radio yesterday, which was obviously a mistake, but mm -hmm. he got a buyer speed figure of 105, wow. which was the fastest buyer speed figure of the year so far. Wow. On dirt. So uh, we'll see where he goes. He's a curling, so that was his first try around two turns. He obviously loved it. Well, all I can say is it might be too close to get him in the Santa Anita handicap, but boy, he's got a buyer number to, to, to race against any one of those horses that comes up, of course, next Saturday, the first Saturday in March. Uh, the San Anita Handicap. And uh, in the earlier, uh, the stakes race of the day, the Santa Ana at a mile and a quarter on the turf, Linda's gift won as expected. Tiago uh, Piera gave a great ride on this horse, just stocking and waiting and getting the job done for trainer Mick, uh, Richard Mandela, who had his second win of the day there. Linda's gift paid 460, outrunning uh, Leisure Wear and uh, Kinejani, who finished third in that race. And uh, she's a filly, you got to give. Uh Pereira credit because Linda's gift went wire to wire the last two times, and Leisureware was intent on making the lead, and, and uh, Tiago didn't get hooked up. Yeah. He sat right behind, and the filly came back to him. She rated, and when it was time to go, she really finished well. She is extremely sharp right now. Smart ride by Pierre there, that's for sure. And again, uh, jockeys who won uh, two races on the day were uh, Frankie Dettori, uh, Kazuchi Kimura, and uh, Antonio Frisu. I got to tell you, there was a show plunger at Santa Anita yesterday, right? It was strange, Ralph. And in the third race, somebody bet fifty thousand to show on sneakers, ran second. Fourth race came back on Mister Dream Cycle, fifty thousand to show there, ran, ran second. Mm -hmm. And then you had uh, Kings River Knight, fifty thousand in the fifth race to show, ran, won the race. Came back in the sixth race on Vegas Burner, got beat a nose for third. Oh! So the the show plunger went down, and the show uh, prices in in the sixth race were. Six twenty for Yellow Brick, twenty two sixty for Ashcroft, <laughs> and nine dollars for Appreciate Today. You got to remember, if you're doing show parlays or show oh. plunging, you've got to hit twenty out of twenty one to break even. Yeah, well, he's behind the eight ball now. Yeah, that's the, for sure. I don't think the ATM is going to give him another fifty thousand to start today. And uh, by the way, Kings River Knight paid three twenty for the win in that race. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so uh, that, that's a tough way. That's a tough way to make a living. Yeah, that's a, that's absolutely for sure. But a two to five shot got beat in the third race, and an even money horse got beat in the fourth race. Made you kind of feel good, but out of the entire card. Six favorites win at Santa Anita. Yeah. At Aqueduct yesterday, the Haynes Field was won by a Whittington Park, 27-20. 
Jeremiah Engelhart there, uh, Kendrick Carmouche, the rider there. In the race, the favorite, uh, Maker's Candy, was eased out of that race. And uh, Jonathan Ardoon came with a nice winner in the ninth race. And that horse paid $2.90. It was a dead heat. Give him a yeah, break. Yeah, I know. But, hey, listen, he, he paid more than the horse he dead heat. That's right. Win. He found the bigger price. That's right. The other horse only paid $2.70. So a little razzmatazz for Jonathan there. In that race, the pick six paid over 40000 yesterday at Aqueduct. Gulfstream Park hosted the Gulfstream Park Sprint. That winner there, Run Classic. Javi Castellano, second winner of the day for Jose Delgado, paying ten twenty. At Laurel Park, a couple of $100,000 stakes races. The Wide Country won by Miss Harriet, $5 even. The Miracle Wood won by Speediness at three sixty. And jockey Jamie Rodriguez rode both those winners in those stakes races yesterday. So he had a big day at Maryland. Tampa Bay. Uh, Lightning City, uh, Mark Cassie's played the music one there, paying six eighty for Antonio Gallardo. And uh, Smithwick Spice won the uh, Leinster Turf Dash for Daniel Centeno, paying fourteen twenty. And finally, at Turfway Park last night, uh, the winner there of the Winter Green Chop Chop for Brad Cox. Luan Machado Road paying $5.56. You know they'd pay down to a dime there for the re, uh, return. Flashy Gem was second. Icicles was third. And that was a wrap-up of yesterday, but we got uh, racing today. When we come back, more with John Lindo. We get Jonathan Ardoon's thoughts about what happened yesterday as well. And we have uh, Rich Ang standing by along with Jerry Jackowitz. And, of course, your racing menu. Don't go away. We'll be right back. And if you're watching... At YouTube on South Point Studios. That's where you go, YouTube, and then hit South Point Studios. You'll get us, you'll see us, you'll hear us. And uh, don't forget to hit uh, subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you. We'll be right back. South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our race book is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Back on Race Day Las Vegas, as we said, next week is going to be a big, big week, uh, a big day next Saturday at Gulfstream Park. And, and John, they've already uh, drawn for the uh, Fountain of Youth. And quickly, from the rail out, number one is Speakeasy, I Red Ortiz Jr. for Todd Pletcher. The two is La Dombro, Edwin Gonzalez for uh, Inel Cordero. Uh, then we have Victory Avenue, John Velasquez for Gustavo Delgado. The four is Real Macho, Tyler, Tyler Gaffleone for Ronan uh, Sertron. The five is Dornock, Luis Saez for Danny Gargan. The six is Merritt, Edgar, Edgar Zayas for Safi Joseph Jr. The seven is Frankie's Empire, Miguel Vesquez for Michael Yates. The eight is Locked, Jose Ortiz for Todd Pletcher. And the nine is Dancing Groom, Javier Castellano for Antonio Sano. And again, like you said, Speakeasy has an opportunity of going either in the race at the Fountain of Youth or the uh, very, very competitive and quality uh, allowance race the day before on Friday. 
you talk about the race Victory Avenue is the horse that speak easy beating that maiden. So we have a maiden in the Fountain of Youth oh, as well. Man. We've seen this happen yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Can history repeat itself? We'll wait and see. That's for sure. All right. Time to get started with the racing menu of racetracks available today in the race book. Simulcast centers, racetracks around the country. First post times, as you know, are Pacific. We give it the Pacific uh, first post times because that's the first post times to roll out right here at our race book at the South Point and here in the Pacific time zone. Listening anywhere else in any other time zone, adjust to it. Well, I don't want you to miss anything like I miss mom and dad. So here we go. Here's your menu for today. We begin with Gulfstream Park. Ten races today at Gulfstream. Pick six jackpot carryover is a goodie. $468,411 in the pot there today at Gulfstream. And again, first post time is at 910. Laurel Park is next. They have nine races at Laurel today, and uh, they have a, a carryover in their pick six jackpot of $2,187. First post time at Laurel Park is at uh, $9.25 for their uh, nine race card. All right, Tampa Bay is next. Tampa Bay has nine races. Tampa Bay's first post time is at uh, 9.30. And their pick six jackpot carryover there, $12,683. Then we get to the big A in New York, uh, Aqueduct Racecourse. And uh, it's sunny, 35 degrees at Aqueduct. Fast, the track is fast. There's no carryover in the uh, pick six, as we said it was hit yesterday. Nine races today at Aqueduct. The feature is the $100,000 Gander Stakes. That'll be the eighth at a mile for three-year-olds. Six go to the post in that one. And right now, the eight-to-five favorite is uh, Pandagate with uh, Dylan Davis aboard at Aqueduct. First post time, 9.50 there. Oaklawn Park, the day after their big racing, they got another 10 race card today at Oaklawn Park and a goodie. Uh, good races, uh, really competitive races there. First post time is 10.30. The Fairgrounds, Nolens has eight races. Their first post time is uh, 10.45. 10.45 at the Fairgrounds. They have a pick six, a regular pick six carryover, $10,042 there, 10.45 first post. Sunland Park has all quarter horses today, nine quarter horse races. First post time is 11.25 at Sunland Park. Small super high five carryover there, 183 bucks. All right, then we go to Santa Anita. Ten races today at Santa Anita. Day two of uh, good weather there at Santa Anita. How about that, folks? Ten races today. The feature is the wishing well at six and a half furlongs on the turf for Phillies and Mares, four-year-olds and up, a field of 11. And it's a good competitive race, too. The morning line favorite, lukewarm at that, is 7-2, and that's Grace Lund Gray with the Kazuchi Kimura aboard. First post time, Santa Anita, 12.30, 12.30 today. Golden Gate has eight races. Their first post time is 12.45 at Golden Gate. They got a super high five carry over there of uh, $4,559. Pick six, jackpot carry over there, $1,893, $12.45 first post at Golden Gate. And then we wrap it up in Los Alamitos tonight. Now, you know what happens at Los Al. If they uh, don't have a carryover in their pick six, they seed the car- they seed the pick six pot at ten grand. So there's already 10000 sitting in their pick six pot. It's a regular pick six at Los Al. First post time, 5.15. They'll have a couple of thoroughbred races, four mixed breeds, three quarter horses. The last race is the quarter horse stakes race. $115,000 stakes race for maidens. And that's at 350 yards. First post time, Los Al 515. And that's your menu for today. And now we'll bring in Jonathan Hardoon. I'm sure he's got a thing or two to say about what happened yesterday. Jonathan, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. Good morning, John. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Uh, Jonathan, you know, here's the deal, buddy. 
Sometimes you got to just stick with a horse. Now, I know you love Senor <laughs> Buscador for a long time. You picked him several times, and you jumped ship yesterday. Uh, you got to be loyal in this world, Ralph. What could I tell you? I, I decided to jump off one race too late. I just figured he had so much racing in that short period of time. I thought it would finally catch up to him, and uh, obviously it didn't. Congratulations to him and the connections, and it's a great story, Ralph. $40,000 purchase, and congratulations to you. You were the only one smart enough to pick them, and uh, good job. No, it's not called smart. It's called even a blind squirrel finds an acorn once in a while. That's what it's called. In any case, I'll take it, and we'll move on, that's for sure. And what a story out of uh, Oaklawn uh, Park, the honeybee. D. Wayne Lucas, what is he? He's got to be close to 90, isn't he? I mean, here's a guy that keeps going and going and going. He takes a maiden and wins the honeybee, and uh, he gives, uh, uh, you know, uh, Keith Asmussen his first uh, stakes win uh, of his career and his 634th graded stakes win for the coach. It's amazing. I mean, and he was off to a slow start at this meet. I think he had like three or four wins and uh, certainly picked the right day to, to shake things up. And uh, congratulations to him. He just keeps going. And like you and John said, he will be running her for sure. Uh, well, he's not passing it up. If he gets an opportunity to go, why not? And congratulations to Keith Asmussen. Not many jockeys start off without being an apprentice, and that's what the case with him. He was just too big to claim any weight. You know, he rides at like 122 or whatever, so he was never an apprentice, but he's got a lot of wins, and uh, he's certainly in the right barn riding for his dad. Wow. And yes, he yeah. gave him a shot, and that was a nice thing to do. You know, let me, let, let's face it, man. You talk, you, this is, a, this is a, a, uh, certainly a business that you go to breeding, and the breeding is there with that, the, the Asmussen family, don't you think, John? I tell you what, Ralph, did you see the winner's circle picture afterwards on the simulcast? Oh, yeah. Keith Asmussen was taller than everybody in the winner's circle. Yeah, I know. And he's the jockey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, was a, it was amazing. You could see the kid was happy, too, that's for sure. We'll wait and see how long he can stay a jockey before, like his father, by the way, Steve rode for a while. Uh, like his father, he might have to turn to training, but he's having a hell of a time right now, and uh, the breeding showed he, he gave a great ride on that horse. And then, of course, the Rebel with Timberlake. You love this horse. It's Brad Cox, uh, probably his number one uh, horse right now for the Kentucky Derby. Where do you think he goes next? I think he's going to stay in Arkansas and run uh, the next big race that they have there. That's what I think, but who knows? Uh, they They... They take their time, they're patient, and they pick the right spot out. And, you know, he may go to fairgrounds. Who knows where he's going to go? But uh, Cox has been known to keep them where they do well, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him stay there. All right, John, I think that's a smart move, don't you? Well, they've got options down there. Brad Cox knows what he's got. And, and I think that horse is, was based at fairgrounds all winter long. Would not be surprised to see them go in the Louisiana Derby. But, you know, what's the person? The, the, the prep race, the Rebel, was $1.25 million. Yeah. So what's the Arkansas Derby going to be worth? A million and a half? <laughs> got to be, right? Yeah. got to be more. So that that's pretty uh, tough to pass up on if you know you like that racetrack. No kidding. And, John, uh, you know. And it, he, he liked the track. He got a perfect ride. And uh, when they asked him, he responded. And that's all you could ask for. You listen, he wasn't squeezed to the max. You knew that they had other fish to, fish to fry down the road. But like you said, the purse was huge. So... They took advantage, and uh, Cox is no dummy. He knows exactly what he's doing. Let me ask you this, uh, Jonathan, though. You said he got a perfect ride. I thought in the early stages of the game he was kind of jostled around a little bit. I think he got a good education in this race, the way the race ran. 
Yeah, but he kept him wide, kept him out of trouble. Where if you look at the kid's other ride on the other Cox horse in the Philly race, West Omaha, Omaha West, whatever the horse's yeah. name he, that horse was in trouble from the get-go. That horse never had an opportunity to run. He was, She was stuck between horses the whole way. You know, not to make any excuses, but she just didn't show up. She didn't get a great ride, let's put it that way. All right, you got it, my man. Uh, that's for sure. A great racing yesterday, I thought, uh, all over the place. And we're just uh, we're waiting in anticipation for Saturday at Gulfstream Park. And by the way, just in case folks are interested, next Saturday, the first Saturday in March, not only is the Fountain of Youth a 50-point getter for the Kentucky Derby, but you got the John Battaglia out of Turfway Park. That'll be 20 points uh, for the Kentucky Derby leaderboard. It's on synthetic, but still you get some points there. And then in California, John, they got the San Felipe going with 50 points there. And in New York, uh, Jonathan, they got the Gotham for 50 points there as well. So next week we got four big races for the Kentucky Derby points and leading up to the Kentucky Derby, uh, that's for sure. And it's now it's starting to get uh, really heated in March. Well, the whole question is, is Baffert going to have any horses in that race? Because if he does and he wins, no points come out of California for the Derby. Well, so. uh, Jonathan, we'll ask John Lendo sitting right here. What about Baffert? How's he, what's, he looking, what's he looking for? I think for he's got three probable for oh. that race, including Moose. So that might be a non-point scoring race. But uh, <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a big field, and I think Baffert's loaded in there. So Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, at, if it's at Santa Anita, you know Baffert. Uh, he doesn't really care whether he gets the points or not. He's just going to win, win that race and kind of rub it in, I guess, if, uh, if that's uh, the right uh, context for that, that's for sure. All right, time to get started, uh, John, Jonathan. Can you give me a horse that might pay a little bit more than $2.90? <laughs> I will try. <laughs> Thanks, Ralph. Let's look at the seventh race today, a mile on the main track, and I like the number five horse in here, Divine Armor. This is a seven-year-old gelding from the David Jacobson barn. You could draw a line through his last race. It was a stakes race, and he was not allowed to use Lasix that day. He didn't run well. He goes back on Lasix today, running in the optional claiming event. He's listed at 8-1 to one on the morning line. Isaac Castillo aboard to ride. I like number five, Divine Armor, to upset and win today's seventh race out at Aqueduct. Yes, Aqueduct, seventh race, the five, Divine Armor, Jonathan Hardoon's pick. Nice 8-1 to one on the morning line, but Jonathan, I've seen some of your picks recently. Uh, the Jonathan Hardoon factor, where these horses are getting bet, but we get them in the winner's circle. And so in the seventh race, the five, Divine Armor at Aqueduct. Where else? Let's go to Santa Anita, look at race number nine, six and a half furlongs down the hillside turf course. And I like the number two horse in here, Graceland Gray, five-year-old mare from the Peter Yorton barn, Kazuchi Kimura aboard to ride. She's listed at seven and two on the morning line. She ran very well last time out coming down the hill. Uh, I think she's going to be very tough in here. I like number two, Graceland Gray, to win today's ninth race out at Santa Anita. All right, ten races today at uh, Santa Anita. The ninth is the feature, the Wishing Well, down the hillside turf course. And you like number two, Graceland Gray, the two in the ninth race at Santa Anita. And you got uh, how many, four sheets today? Yes, sir. Oakland, uh, Gulfstream, Aqueduct, and Santa Anita Selections. Yes. And by the way, folks, uh, when you're watching the graphic now on, on, on the screen, that is actually uh, Jonathan Ardone. He just see, he, he sandblasts well when he gets a tie and a jacket on, that's for sure. <laughs> hey, Jonathan, I know you've been working hard all weekend, uh, all week. Do me a favor. Just take a couple of days off. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. All right.
right, Ralph. Thanks. Stay safe and be well. Uh, have a great day. Guys. All right. You got it, my man. So Baffert's going to have three in the San Felipe. I huh? think so. And, and there were five or six probable, so he'll probably have about half the field. Oh, right? man. Okay. Anyhow, we'll be right back with uh, Rich Eng. He's uh, up in the batter's box right now, and he'll be uh, getting with us in uh, just a moment. And, of course, uh, we also have Jerry Jackwitz coming and more of John, uh, John Lindo as well. So we'll be right back. Don't go away. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is committed to helping our nation's heroes and their families in their darkest hours. When a first responder or veteran doesn't return home and leaves behind a young family, Tunnel to Towers supports them. The foundation pays off their mortgages and lifts their financial burdens through their Gold Star Family Home Program and Fallen First Responder Home Program. Through their Smart Home Program, catastrophically injured veterans and first responders regain their independence with a mortgage-free home, specially adapted adapted to meet their unique physical needs. Tunnel to Towers also provides housing assistance and services to our nation's homeless veterans through their Homeless Veteran Program. They are helping more than 2,000 in 2023 because no veteran should be living on the streets of the country they signed up to protect. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices made by our nation's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our race book is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Alrighty, back on Race Day Las Vegas. Time to go out to uh, Rich Ang standing by. Richie, good morning. Hey, good morning, Ralphie. And the first thing I want to do is congratulate you on your pick of Senor Buscador. Way to go, man. Yeah, Buscador got there finally, that's for sure. And uh, I'll, uh, I can uh, sit on that win for a while. I normally don't give out horses on the show, but uh, I happened to give that one out yesterday. And you had a nice winner for us at Santa Anita yesterday. Uh, Yellow Brick paid nine sixty. Now I know nine sixty doesn't sound like a lot, folks, but got a perfect ride by Kimura and uh, certainly beat the favorite in that race, John. I, I tell you what, Richie, that's a horse that likes to wait when he gets to to the lead, and you can see Kazushi Kimura knew. Because yeah. when he got head and head for the lead, he didn't take it easy. He tried to go right past that horse and, and drive clear. Yeah. And that's the difference because you see the horse kind of lift his head like, I don't have to do this. Yeah. And, and uh, a really good ride, a subtle thing that you don't notice, but he made a difference there. He certainly did because the horse was, as soon as he got there, he was riding his, uh, with his head high while Kazuchi kept pumping on him. And uh, it was like, uh, you know, horses are herd, uh, herd, herd animals. And it was like hey, he was telling Suzuki, uh, I'm sorry. Kazuchi, that um, hey, I just want to hang around with my friends, and he said, "Oh no, you're not. You're going to win the race." Yeah, he's so. a very polite horse. So yes, af- yeah. after you. Yes. Yeah, 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 one of those things. But a nice, uh, solid win there, Rich, on a day when you were we were really searching for some horses that paid something at Santa Anita with six favorites winning overall. Yeah, you know, and I, I've talked about uh, Kamara last year, and uh, you know, if people who watch him ride at the uh, Woodbine, he's the new champion rider the last couple of years at Woodbine. He's a great, 
great jockey. And, uh, you know, when he rides the winner at Santa Anita, you know, he doesn't get the first call on a lot of barns because you got Pratt and you got Hernandez and Thraceu uh, and, you know, uh, Rich Bully. But, uh, you know, one barn that Kimura seems to be getting some action is, is from Richard Mandela. And yeah. that can do <clears throat> some good business. Yeah, no question about that, because Mandela's having a hell of a year. He's winning a lot of stakes races, yeah. too. He's, he's got a good barn this year. He sure does. And that's a nice barn to keep your uh, your name under that shed row, that's for sure. Well, Richie, I know you're getting started and ready for the March Madness. Uh, we'll kinda, anything happened yesterday in college basketball that raised the flag? Uh, you know, I, I was more interested in like what's happening today, Rob, because there's three games that I really have my radar on, uh-huh. because... Uh, because uh, Purdue, the number three team in the country, is playing Michigan. They're going to be a huge favorite. But uh, you, you want to see them bounce back because they lost to Ohio State a week ago. Uh, Marquette, uh, the number seven team, a team I do have in my pocket. They're playing host to Xavier of Cincinnati. They're a big favorite, ten and a half. But uh, the third team that I have at uh, 50 to 1 is Michigan State. Uh, they're playing host to Ohio State. So, uh, you know, I, I'd like to see Marquette and Michigan State in particular win and win impressively because I got tickets on that. Well, Michigan State, I know one thing about that team that I've noticed that with that coach, he teaches them along the way. Those teams always get better at the end of the year than they start out the year, don't they? That is true. You know, I, I bought the first ticket on Michigan State early in the year uh, at uh, 22 to 1. Because I had read so many glowing reports about the recruiting, the transfers. Izzo was saying this is one of his most talented teams in like 20 years. And then they stumbled out of the starting gate. But uh, they put together a five-game winning streak in the middle of the season. Uh, They did lose at home to Iowa uh, this week. But I think this is a bounce-back spot. And, you know, you're right. Izzo's the kind of guy, he gets his teams to play well in the conference tournament and in the NCAA tournament when it counts. So I just want some nice wins so we can get a higher seeding for Michigan State. Yeah, John, no question about it. Izzo is one of those uh, great coaches. Oh, absolutely. And you're right. Uh, The teams that you see, you know, in November are not the same teams you see in March, especially if you play a lot of the freshmen and sophomores. Yeah. They change. And and you got guys like Izzo. Well, we got You know they're ready in March. We got our man Rich Ng staying on top of that stuff. And I listened. March, yeah, uh, for the March Madness. He was great in the, the NFL this year. If I only could drag this race book to California. Uh, no, you, we're going to keep it right here. You uh, come from California. Uh, well, we're, we're you notice right I'm here. around quite a bit, Yeah, right? that's right. <laughs> All right, Richie, you got a horse for us? A nice, uh, solid winner for us yesterday. Yeah, you know, I was happy to join the party because, uh, you know, between you, Ralph, uh, John Lindo, and uh, Jonathan Hardoon and Jerry, uh, I've been the anchor of the, the five handicappers, but I'm glad to join the party finally with uh, Kimura. Let's, far, uh, let's take a look at uh, race eight today. It's a, a small field, six, made in special weight, but uh, Baffert's got two, and neither one is the favorite, but one of them I like a lot is the number three, Normandy Landing. This horse cost a million bucks. Uh, he's got a lot of those types uh, in his barn, but this one ran kind of evenly first time out. Uh, was beaten by his stablemate, Maymun, who's uh, won impressively. Mm-hmm. But Baffert, a lot of times, that second time out of the box, he just lets some fire, and this horse going around two turns today. So let's go with number three, Normandy Landing, second career start, race eight. 
All right, eighth race, Normandy Landing. It's uh, Frankie DeTore aboard. The three in the eighth race, uh, Rich Ang Selection. Richie, there are no anchors on the show. This is a team of handicappers, and I think they're the best uh, out there, that's for sure. And you are one of them. And your uh, entire card for today at Santa Anita is available right now at the RacedayLasVegas.com website. Just go there, and Richie will give you the rest of uh, his selections for today at Santa Anita. And a simulcast pick. We don't talk about that too much often, but uh, I've been watching those simulcasts picks and they've been hitting uh, regularly too hey thanks a lot richie go back to work for the basketball we need you buddy yeah thank you ralph thank you john and good luck everybody all right you got it all right we're going to wrap it up with uh john more of john and uh, hopefully jerry jay as well so don't go away we will be right back South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our race book is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. The Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. Okay, so if you think that after the Super Bowl there's no sports to talk about, well, we got March Madness right around the corner, and we have two great shows on this sports, uh, this this South Point Studios network here on YouTube that is a must-see. One of them is, of course, uh, five days a week. Uh, That is Punchlines with uh, Frank Nicotero. He's on from Monday to Friday. Always has great guests on the show, and he does a great job there. And Sports by the Book, oh, you need that. You need that every day, seven days a week, Monday to Friday, three to four. Saturday and Sunday, a half hour hour more. You get an hour and a half of that show from 8.30 to 10 a.m. So they'll be following us right here on the South Point Studios Network on YouTube. They are must-sees. If you're going to attack uh, some great sports yet to come, that's for sure. All right, John Lindo, before we get to uh, Jerry Jackowitz, uh, time for you to give us a winner over there at uh, San Anita. Okay, just real quick, if you're watching San Anita today, you won't see Juan Hernandez. He has one of those he's a one-day suspensions. Uh, So does Santiago Gonzalez. And you won't see Joel Rosario riding on the way back uh, from, from Saudi Arabia. He has to serve an extra day because he had some suspension days, and he rode a bunch of stakes at Sunland, you know, that, that big yeah. stakes cart. Yeah. So he has to serve an extra day there. Well, that was well. well that was a good trade was, because yeah. he, I think he won four out of the five stakes races there. I yeah, think. I think he won five races overall. He yeah. rode more than one race, yeah. so he has to set up the extra day. He'll go count his money. Yeah, he won four stakes races in a row that day. So, uh, But he didn't get the Sunland Derby. Well, you know, you, you got to give the other guys a chance yeah, once in a while. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, Santa Anita, I want to remind everybody right now that John Lindo's Lindo Report is available here at the South Point Racebook every Southern California Racing Day and, of course, other special days. The Lindo Report, when it's published, is only here 
at the South Point in Las Vegas. It is free of charge in the South, book, uh, South Point race book here, as it is today for Santa Anita, because uh, they love horse players, and they love John Lindo's uh, sheet, that's uh, for sure. By the way, John, uh, scheduled for the next week, a big racing uh, day Saturday at Gulfstream. Yeah, I'll do uh, Thursday at Gulfstream with Santa Anita Dark. We'll go to Santa Anita Friday. I'll do both Santa Anita and Gulfstream because of that big Fountain of Youth card next Saturday. All right. And, and Sunday again, Santa Anita. Okay. What do you got for today? Let's go to the seventh race today. This is six furlongs on the grass. Ralph, we saw that grass course tighten up a lot yesterday after all that rain. Yeah. Six grass races, three wire-to-wire winners. Nobody came from off the pace further back than a length and a half, so you want to be up on the pace. I think number eight, Sawas D in race number seven, is going to make the lead from the outside post. If he shakes loose here, I don't think they're going to catch him. And he's fresh. You know, he comes off a little bit of layoff. He ought to have all the speed. Three to one on the program. Let's hope the tra- the turf course keeps going the way it was uh, yesterday. Number eight, Sawas D, race race seven, Santa Anita. All right, seventh race, Santa Anita. Number eight, Sawas D, a three to one on the morning line with Herrera aboard. The eight in the seventh race is John Lindo's play. Remember, you can get the rest right here at the South Point, free of charge. The Lindo report. He's got a suggested late. Uh, pick four at Santa Anita along with the picks. And by the way, there is another coast-to-coast pick five between uh, Gulfstream Park and Santa Anita. He also has a suggestion for that on the sheet, right? Yes, so I'm going to go pull, walk across here and play it after we're done here. All right, you got it, my man. Now let's go to Jerry Jackowitz standing by. Jerry, good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, John. How you doing? Any yeah, thoughts? It's great to see you. Any <laughs> thoughts about that uh, Saudi Cup? Uh, yeah, the Saudi crown, I just was, he ran an amazing race on the front end. Uh, sure I did. thought he was, I thought he was uh, really terrific. Uh, uh, the other horses, you know, ran sort of as expected. I thought Senor Buscador, it was nice to see him get the, get the bob at the wire. He ran a very uh, gutty race. Um, I, I thought it was a good race. And, you know, one turn, one and an eighth uh, mile races to me is really a, a great race. We see them at Belmont in the uh, it's the only other place we see them. And I think it's a great distance, a great race. It was a good race, yeah. It's a really good. So, Saudi Crown surprised me how how tough and gritty he was on the front end. Uh, also, uh, you know, we're getting uh, you, the first Saturday in May is coming up. I mean, we're going to turn the page on the calendar into March in a few days. And uh, certainly, um, you know, the Kentucky Derby and all their prep races are starting to come into play. Did you have any thoughts about that Rebel yesterday? Uh, you know, I thought Timberlake really looked good late. I, I, he had a very long effortless stride, I thought. Well, he was a little bit wobbly in the middle of the stretch, but then the last... 16th, he really settled in nicely. He looks like a horse that's going to get the distance. He looked pretty good. All right, and I know that you'll keep track of all those uh, races for three-year-olds on the road to the Kentucky Derby because uh, we'll obviously get your suggestions on that when it comes up. But for today, we're going to go to get a couple of picks at Aqueduct, probably uh, Santa Anita, Mm -hmm. the other one. But uh, uh, they got the track as fast as Aqueduct today, a little chilly, but fast. Yeah, I want to say one more thing about the Saudi Crown. Sure. If it were me, if it were me, I would never run him at anything but a mile. I don't think anything could beat him at a mile. He's pretty, pretty good miler. It looks like. Okay. All right. Yeah. It'll be uh, it'll be a nice day in, in, at the, the Big A. So we'll go to the fifth race for our first play today, Ralph. Uh, number five, Charlie uh, Five O is the star horse on the power page, and 
really pops off the page at me. One second, I just have to click over here and here. While you're um, while you're clicking, it is number eight in the fifth race. Number eight. Charlie I mean, number Clark. eight in yeah. the fifth race. Uh-huh. That's me working. It's early in the day for me. Uh, he's actually moving up in class a little bit after what I thought was a really good uh, race on February 10th with these claimers. I, I very often like current form um, when they go up in class. So I'll take the eight, make a good win bet here, play the eight over the three, five, six, and seven, do reverses. But the eight, that's my pop-out key and feature play and win-win place type bet here. Okay, now uh, easy to, to to get a little confused with that one because the name of the horse is Charlie Five O. The name, uh, right. the the race number is five, but he is bet number eight, the eight over three, five, six, and seven, and reverse, and as you say, win bet on the eight. Charlie Five O in the fifth race, the eight, Santa Anita. Yeah, let's go to the ninth. We're going downhill on the turf. Number two, Greyland. Gray is seven to two morning line, which is pretty close to even value. Maybe he's five to two is the right price. Looks really good to me. Just a hard hitter. She really runs every race. And um, I think six and a half is the perfect distance for her going down the hill. She handles that downhill course fine. I like the two Grayland Grays an awful lot. I'll make my win bet here. Play the two with a pretty wide spread. I'm going three, five, six, eight, and 11. That's two over three, five, six, eight, and 11. I'm going to do my reverses. This is one of those uh, horses that J.J. Hernandez had who can't ride. He might, this is a winner. He might not be able to ride. it have got a double K. Kimura okay. All right. Uh, well, I got a ding, 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 ding here because uh, I got a good housekeeping uh, handicapper's seal of approval here because Jonathan Ardoon came a little bit earlier with that horse. And you and Jonathan, I guess your, your handicapping uh, methods are a lot alike, so you guys land on a horse a lot alike uh, and when you give out the picks. And like I said, on this show, we never ask the handicappers to make a pick in another race. We ask them to make their pick the way they want to. And so uh, you and Jonathan both on the two. Your link-ups, though, widespread of five horses. They are numbers 3, 5, 6, 8, and 11. The two, the feature race, the wishing well, down the hill, on the turf, in the ninth race, you both like number two. That gives me a lot of confidence in this race. Yeah. Well, you know, Ralph, we we do this independently because yeah. we provide the the graphics overnight. So yeah, absolutely, and that's the way I like it. I don't want you guys. Uh, to, well, that guy picked it, so you know it, it's better that we get you the picks that you want to put out on the show. And once in a while, when you guys jump on it, uh, both have it, or maybe two different horses in the race, it gives us an opportunity to make a, a wagering strategy, as you've always been uh, talking about on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Uh, your power pages, Jerry J's power pages for Santa Anita and Aqueduct available right now at jerryjspowerpage.com. And I would imagine, Jerry, you'll be with us on Wednesday to give us another thought about a betting strategy or two. Why not? Of course. Okay, you got it, my man. And bef- you stay right there. I just want to uh, quickly, uh, while we got about a minute left, uh, John Lindo. I uh, want to thank you so much for being in studio this week. It's really a lot of fun to have you guys in studio because we can react a lot better back and forth, etc. So it was a really a lot of fun, and uh, we'd love to have you here more often. 
Oh, when I get out here, I'll, I'll stop by. We're just talking horses with our friends. Isn't that that's what got us into this game? Yeah, Ralph. That's right. This is a, we want to talk horses with our friends. That's for sure. And again, your Linda report next week will be uh, covering uh, Santa Anita on all its days, plus a couple of days at the Gulfstream, right? Right, Gulfstream Thursday, and again, if you haven't seen it, a really good card at Gulfstream Park next Saturday. Yeah, uh, Jerry, I got to tell you, there's a fantastic a Fountain of Youth card uh, next Saturday. Uh, 14 races, right, John? 14 races. And out of the 14, uh, nine are stakes races, including the uh, Fountain of Youth. But you got to take a look at that uh, allowance race on Friday at uh, Gulfstream. Uh, there is a Fountain of Youth type of field in that race as well. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, somebody's going to come out of there and jump up and, and try a, a derby prep here in, in, the, in the final derby yeah, I think Yeah, I think the winner in that race will probably point towards the, uh, uh, the uh, Florida Derby. I, I think you might yeah. be right, yeah. All right, Jerry, uh, a last word or two before we get you to give us a sign-off. But I want to remind everybody we'll be back here on Wednesday morning, God willing, the Crick Don't Rise at 7 a.m., doing more of Race Day Las Vegas, covering the great sport of kings, Las Vegas style. And so on behalf of John in studio with me, of course, Richie, and of course, Jerry there, and all of you out there, we thank you so much for watching. Hopefully you provided some information and maybe a winner or two along the way. In the meantime, say it, Jerry. Have a great race day, everybody. It's Ralph Serato at Race Day Las Vegas, morning on 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas, online at KSHP.com.